Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall receive that everlasting life that enters into them in a glorious heavenly birth. Understand that from that moment you are eternally changed and there's nothing that can separate you from my love. You have become my very own. And even if you make this mistake, and you make that mistake, and you do this wrong, and you do that wrong, that doesn't change our relationship Amen. of father right. and child. So don't let disappointments and things that you do change your view of my love for you. Understand that you are mine, my child, and I will care for you as much as you allow me to. And never, never, never think that I would ever turn my back on you. For I said in my word towards you, I will never leave you. I will never I said we have his word. Yes, glory. glory we thank glory. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That I'm yours and you are mine. Yes. Say thank you, Lord. 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 I'm eternally yours. Because you're my Lord. Amen. Yes. Well, smile at somebody. Let them know you're happy that they're here and you're here. Amen. <laughs> seated. Woo! Anybody got a Bible in this house? Yes. You got a Bible? Let's get them out. If you don't have one, there's one real close to you in an app store that you can download. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Now, um, 
every once in a while the Lord will give me a word for somebody and I don't always know who that word is for. Might be someone here seated with us. It might be someone out there online. And so I'm going to do my best to give what I got from him. It's, it's not really real profound, but I, I heard in my heart as we were praying for the service that, that uh, today is a day of a course change. Today is a day of, of changing uh, a direction. And I was thinking about that, and I think a lot of times when we hear about making adjustments and making changes, sometimes we think about big changes. But you know, you can change the direction of an airplane by one degree. And you can end up, you know, instead of going to the town that you were pointing towards from beginning, that one degree will take you hundreds of miles out of the way. And sometimes the smallest course directions in our life can be the most impactful. Come on. Amen. So it might be something really simple. But... I believe this is somebody that you've been considering doing something that'll get you closer to God, and you've just been kind of on the fence. Well, should I do it? Should I not do it? The Lord would be encouraging you now to, to do it. And even if it seems insignificant, if you'll do it within a matter of weeks, months, or a year, your life is going to be in a different place, and you're going to be so happy you made that, you made that decision. Amen. Amen. So my wife and I, in our walk, there's times that we've made some huge changes. You know, like go to Bible school. That was a big change. But then we've made little things like read a daily devotional every day. That's really insignificant. That's a little thing. But you know, when we did it, we saw fruit from it Amen. down the road. Not the day of or the day after, but down the road. And it's those little things that just enhances our relationship Amen. with him. Amen. Yes. It can make such a big difference. Amen. So if that's you, take it. If that's you out there, take it. Just go ahead and follow him. I'm telling you, the, the, the best life is a life that follows him. Because Amen. Amen. He, he knows the future and we don't. And sometimes he has us do something today because of what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen. I just knew that just really hit your heart because it was like everything went dead right there. You see, did you see that? Just. <laughs> it is, it's, it's so anyway. You ready for the word? Amen. Come on, yes. I need a little bit more enthusiasm than that. Were you ready for the word this morning? Yeah. You ready for the B-I-B-L-E? You ready for him to talk to us? Yes, come on. All right. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Many, many people have opinions of what this book is. Oh, it's a history book. Oh, it's just, you know, some information about what happened, you know, a long time ago. But, you know, it's kind of outdated. It's, it's, it's old. It's old. It's old. It's so out of touch with today's world. But Father, we don't believe that. First and foremost, yes, this book does have history. 
but we're given that history so we can see how we can relate to you and have a relationship with you. And we believe that this book has been breathed by you, where it has your very life, your very quickening power that's in it, just like a seed has a, the life in it to reproduce itself. So does your word. So as we hear your word this morning, as we believe that word, your life will actually quicken our inner man. You'll strengthen us. You'll show us things. You'll give us direction. You'll show us things to come. So we choose to have listening ears, and we will get something this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many of you like to take trips? There's one right here. You, you, like, you, you like to take trips? We don't take as many as we would like to take, right? Sometimes the biggest trip we have in a week is going to the grocery store. But I'm, I'm talking about a trip where you got to get a brochure for it. Come on. Right? It's a place you've never been before. Yes. So you get a brochure, it'll tell you, you know, what things that you can encounter on this trip. You know, what, 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 where, where this cruise boat's going to do and what are going to be the activities on the boat. You begin to calculate how much it's going to cost. That's kind of the downside. Can I afford to take this trip? Can I leave town for seven days and seven nights and everything's going to be okay when I get back? And then you, uh, you got to pack the items you need for the trip. In one bag. <laughs> in, in today's world, you got to put it all in one bag because they charge you for baggage now, right? <laughs> You know, I, I took a trip one time and forgot my bathing suit. That was not fun. <laughs> you got to make sure you pack all the right clothes, what you want to take on your trip. And no, I'm not going to finish that story. <laughs> I know it's fun to embarrass the pastor, but. All right, what? My wife, my wife is, is uh, poking me. I better do this. So. This, the real story is uh, we took a trip, a uh, mission trip to India. Now, I mean, uh, when you think of a trip going to India, you don't think of Waterworld. <laughs> so most of the people on our trip didn't bring a bathing suit. But I'm a runner, and so I, I brought my running shorts, which also could be used for a bathing suit. So we get over there, and they said, oh, guess what our town did? They put in a water park. And I, I'm going, India Water Park. How do those two come together? And so we went to this water park. Now, you understand here in America, they have rules in, in building the rides. In India, there are no rules. One of these slides was like dropping yourself out of an airplane. It was so steep that you got going 120 miles an hour before you hit the bottom, and they put you on this. It was, it was really weird. There was nobody over there regulating these rides they were creating for us. So one of, my, one of the, the pastors that I went with, he didn't have a bathing suit. 
And so he's saying, well, I'm not, I can't go to the water park. because." So I said, look, I'll give you my bathing suit, and then I'll just rent one from them. Now, sometimes your pastor doesn't make really good decisions. This happened to be one of those. I didn't realize that, that India has a, a great influence from Europe. And in Europe, the men all wear Speedos. So all the bathing suits that were for rent were Speedos. Speedos. Now, I don't want you to get a mental image of me in a... I, I don't want you to get that. that I, I, I don't want to wreck your day. <laughs> but I put that thing on, and I go, I am not European. Because <laughs> this looks ugly. So for the whole rest of the day, I had a towel wrapped around me because I didn't want anybody to see me, but... So you pack for the trip, right? <laughs> Don't forget your, your bathing suit. Hallelujah. And then once you get all this put together, then you start counting the days before you go. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Just like students count how many days are left of school. How many? Four. Mom knows. Four? So most students, not, not every student, but most students. So I want to talk about a trip that you and I are about to take. And we're all going together. I want you to look in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Now I've got I to gotta hurry up now. We're, we're getting no more speedo talk. We're, we're going to get right into it. First... And you realize you shouldn't repeat that story, right? Because, yeah, you don't want anybody to have that mental image. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, it says that we know. Don't you, don't you like the Bible when it's, it's got the, the no-so information? This doesn't say we hope. It doesn't say we're guessing. It doesn't say cross your fingers. It says that we know. So this is a reality, this is the truth. What do we know? That our earthly house, and that's your body, your earthly house is your body, it's going to be dissolved. It's going to die. How many of you know that our bodies are going to die? But who you are will slip out of that body, and look what? Look what it says. It says, we, being a believer, we have a building of God. We have a house not made with hands, and it's eternal. And where is it? Heaven. It's in heaven. Glory. Amen? Amen? Every one of us, when we experience separation from our body, which the world calls death, we're going to move from this place, earth, and we're going to go to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven's a real place. I said it's a real place. In fact, heaven and the kingdom of heaven is mentioned 255 times in the Bible. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't talk about something over 200 times if it wasn't a real place. 
the, the simple definition of heaven is the place where God lives. Amen. He's the God of heaven. Amen? So let's go ahead and plan our trip this morning for heaven. So I think we better read the brochure so we know what to expect in heaven. Does that, does that make sense? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 8, so you're already there, except move down several verses. Now, in verse 1, it says we know. Here in verse 8, it says we are confident. So this is a truth. That we're willing, rather, to be absent from our body. So the, the earth suit that we have, because it's of the earth, will remain. In earth, But you see, your spirit now is of a heavenly substance. And so when you leave your body, you're going to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body, what's death for the believer? It's present to be in the very presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that tells us, number one, in our brochure of heaven, it says that going to heaven means that you're going to be present with Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. That's awesome. Philippians 121. <laughs> Philippians 121. It says, for me to live is Christ. That means living here on the earth, serving Christ. I'm at Philippians 1.21. To die is gain. Philippians 1.21 says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That means heaven is a place of gain, meaning it's going to be better than your life that you had here on the earth. Amen. Once again, I'll take that deal. There's been a lot of things that have happened on this side of heaven that I'm not really happy about. People that have gone early. Things that happened. But guess what? Heaven's going to be a place of what? Say it. Say it. Gain. Number three. Over here in Colossians 1 4. Colossians 1 4 says, For we have heard how much you trust the Lord and how much you love his people. Verse 5 And you are looking forward to the joys of heaven. Amen. Now, that's not talking about a bunch of people up there by the name of Joy. That's not the joys of heaven. It's talking about that emotion of joy, right? Heaven is a place where it's happy. Yes, Lord. How many of you are just tired of how down this world is down here? Amen. Oh, there's so much doom and gloom. There's so much misery. There's so much turmoil. Amen. Come on. There's hatred and, and oh, I've had it. But guess what? According to the brochure of heaven, it's going to be joyful there. Look at John 14, 1. Jesus said, don't let 
your heart be troubled. So if my heart's troubled, it means because I'm letting it be troubled. It's a choice. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then it begins in verse 2 to talk about my father's house. My father's house is heaven. Remember our definition of heaven is where God dwells or is God's house. In my father's house, there are many mansions. That's better than the house I'm living in right now. If it were, if it were not so, I would have told you. Now look at this. Now this is Jesus speaking here. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. Amen. Now what did Jesus do as a man growing up? He was a carpenter. Do you think maybe he's using some of those skills to make a place for you? Yes. Do you know that right now he's handcrafting a mansion for you that is particular to your taste, to your desire, and what you want. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I heard this testimony from a little boy that died and went to heaven, and Jesus gave him a tour a little tour of heaven, and then the Lord sent him back to, to earth. And he made this comment that everything in heaven is alive. It's alive. Amen. Like they were walking uh, across this field, and here comes this real big dog, kind of like a bassin hound. And the dog walked up to, to the little boy and goes, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on. Sing. Jesus took him to this house that was being built for a believer that was coming to heaven eventually. And they were painting the walls. And there was a bucket of some kind of a substance that someone went up to the wall and just threw this substance on the wall and the wall became alive. Heaven's going to be really cool. So number four, heaven is a place of God's care and provision. He's making things for you and I that will make heaven particular to you and your likings and your taste. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Luke 20, 34, 36. This is something I'm looking forward to. Jesus began to tell the people concerning the life that we'll have on the other side. He says the children of this world marry and are given in marriage. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marry. Now notice this, this one I want you to see. Neither can they die anymore. 
neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. How about in heaven there is no death? Aren't you tired of death? I don't even like the leaves turning brown in the, in the fall. I'd like to have them green all year round. I don't like anything that's dead. It makes me sad. Heaven, that enemy will be put under the Lord's feet. Amen. And everything in heaven will be alive and vibrant. It's going to be exciting. Resur Revelation 21 verses 1 through 4. And we're just looking at the brochure of what to expect on our trip to heaven. Amen. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4. It says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I saw John, the holy city in New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of, of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And, they sh and God shall wipe away the tears from their eyes. Amen. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, Can you imagine being in a place where there's no sorrow, no misery, nothing to cause us to become destroyed, distraught or to cry? A place with complete peace. In that same chapter 21 of Revelation, verse 27. Nothing sinful will go into the city. No one who is sinful-minded or tells lies can go in. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life can go in. Amen. Amen. You see, in heaven, there'll be no sin. Everything will be done uprightly. It'll be a place that's pure, a place that's, that's truthful and righteous, just like our God. Amen, yes. Amen. Down here, not so much. But soon we're going to leave this place in all of its wickedness and we're going to go to God's place that he's sharing with us, that he's preparing for us. It's going to be a place full of joy and fulfillment and happiness and security. And we're not going to miss earth one bit. There was a
was a comment that someone made because through the centuries there, there have been individuals that have left earth and gone to heaven and God has allowed them to come back and not one of those people once they were in heaven said they wanted to go back to earth not one not one one such person, his name was Dr. Eby. And he was a, a medical doctor, and he was on his outside deck of his house in California, and something had rotted out, and the, the deck, the porch, dropped, and he, he fell a, a full, he was on the second floor, so he, he fell a full floor and hit his head on the sidewalk. And he died instantly. And so he was on a slab at the morgue. His body was on a slab in the morgue. And he visited heaven. Jesus also showed him, took him to hell, showed him what hell was like. He gave him a short trip of what heaven was like. And then after these tours Jesus says, I have to send you back. Your work's not done yet on the earth. You've got to go back. And Dr. Eby says, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> this is, I, I'm here now with you. I'm in a place of complete peace and security. I don't want to go back to earth. And the Lord began to explain him, to explain to him that after him seeing hell and after seeing heaven, that he was to go back and tell the people what he had seen and be a witness of what is to come in their life, whether they choose Christ or not. So the Lord sent him back to earth. And you can just imagine what it was like that he, his spirit went into his body that was laying on a cold slab in the morgue and he sat up and the mortuary dude the coronary guy almost had a coronary <laughs> the cor Amen. he came to life in that cold morgue so heaven's a real place and so that's the first part of preparing for our trip to heaven, that was the brochure. That's a little taste of what heaven's like. Next week, we're going to go on to the other aspects of what do we pack? And what's it going to cost for us to take this trip? Anyone here at all excited about going to heaven? Now, I don't want you to get too excited about it because we still have work to do, Amen. right? <laughs> but it's, it's, for me, it helps me to stay steady, steady in my walk with the Lord. That there's, there's more to this life than just what it has to offer. And so it helps us to, to be heavenly minded so we stay the course and keep doing what God has.
has instructed us to do for him on this side. Amen. So we'll, we'll do that next week. Father, we want to thank you for this place, this place where God dwells, the, the heaven, the heaven of our, of our Father, the home of now Jesus Christ. Lord, we're so thankful that in not the very too far distant future, we're going to be on our way. Help us to be heavenly minded. Help us to see that what we're going through in this life is short-lived. And it's going to be worth enduring and following you until the end. When we finally walk through that gate into heaven itself with its glory with its peace, with its love, with its joy, with its contentment. A place where we can be reunited with those that went before us, as well as seeing Jesus face to face. Thank you, Father. Thank you for making heaven real to us. That is more than a dream is more than wishful thinking. It's more than a hope. It's a reality. Help it to be an anchor for our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for coming out today, guys. Enjoy this less cloudy weather or smoky weather. Have fun out there today. For those of you that want to come tonight, we'll be here at 6 for a praise and worship service. All right, God bless. Bye-bye.